When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Soccer Matters, brought to you by the Daspit Law Firm. DaspitLaw.com. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Glenn Davis. Austin, Texas, as presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLawAustin.com. Your humble servant, Glenn Davis. Ty Henderson, producing as usual, and excited to do this live tonight. It's about time to get in here and, and do these shows live, try to get more interaction with you. So if you want to call the show tonight and talk about uh, any of the topics, 512-447-3776, 512-447-ESPN. We're streaming at hornfm.com. That's where you get the podcast of the show always. You know that. Uh, we will have Chris Bills from The Striker joining us a little bit later tonight. We're going to talk some Austin FC. But first, I, I want to t- uh, check in with producer Ty Henderson. Ty, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Well, it's good to kind of get back to doing these live now. It's, it's been a while, so uh, I'm looking forward to really kind of getting some interaction with the fans and, uh, you know, get callers and, and, and start connecting a little bit from that perspective. Everything yeah. good there? Yeah. No, uh, the phone lines are open, so listeners, just go ahead and call in. We'll get you on the show. There you go, man. He's got a – Ty's got a, a radio host voice right there. <laughs> it's a lot better than mine, which I'm trying to keep alive these days. All right, Austin FC down in Vancouver 2-0. Ryan Gold, Lucas Cavallini. Cavallini came in the game, started throwing himself around. The goals have dried up from Sebastian Drusi and Maxi Arruti. So where are you right now, Austin FC fan, hitting in, heading into the Colorado match? Now, if you remember when we went back to June and July, I said, look, this is all about, and I was saying this when we were in the good times with Austin FC and, and just the great soccer that we have seen this year, the aesthetics, the transition play, all the things that we have come to love about this team, the timely goals, the comebacks. But I said, second season, this is all about how you enter the playoffs. So I got to tell you, the Colorado match on Sunday is huge. It's huge to reclaim your game on the final day of the season. For some, for some teams, it's going to be decision day. Austin FC already in the playoffs. But I want to know if you're concerned right now. I got to think there's some trepidation right now uh, from everybody involved. And it, it's really going to come down to Josh Wolf as a manager trying to reboot this team. Uh, there's other teams in the same situation. So are you concerned, Austin FC fans, Verde fans, after the 2-0 loss to Ryan Gold and Lucas Cavallini goals in Vancouver? By the way, uh, Austin FC was engaged in that game. They came out with tempo. Uh, 
We'll, we'll talk the data. They, they owned all the data categories, but they did not finish. They did not execute. And you conceded the first goal, which come playoff times, I think that becomes an even, even bigger thing that you have to put a circle around. Manchester City demolished, whatever you want to call it, undressed, destroyed Manchester United. If you got a take on this game, I'd love to hear it. Um, Erling Holland and Phil Foden hat tricks. Holland is on a remarkable 14 goals in eight matches in the Premier League. He's on on record to set. He's on track to set a record in the Premier League. I mean, there's so much to dig in around this player. Um, he also got an amazing 10 out of 10 rating from L'Equipe in France, which does not give out perfect ratings also often, but he did. Uh, there is a lot of scary data on this 22-year-old, and it's absolutely uh, basically owned, totally owned Manchester United from the start of this one. Uh, let's, let's get a little sound from uh, Pep Guardiola here uh, on, on typical Pep Guardiola. On, on, on some things are still going to have to improve. He, he was still not perfectly happy with this absolutely undressing of Manchester United that City put on. Here's Pep on having to improve. We're productive, score goals for the time we have and still we 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 lost sloppy balls and simple things still you have to improve. So all the situations we they concede is because we are not good enough in, in the simple things we have to improve on that. So that's Pep Guardiola, you know, out of the Johan Cruyff school here, never satisfied, certainly happy with a lot of things. Here he is talking about having to play better. I want to be better the next game and play better the next game and next game. The rest I don't care. I don't know the future. I cannot predict. So There are many good things, absolutely. So we are the happiest men in the planet. So I, I cannot deny it, but there are things that we can do better. So, of course, with Erling Holland and the fact that Guardiola had those infamous Barcelona teams, Pep Guardiola uh, got the question of the comparison of Erling Holland and Lionel Messi. Here's how he responded. This is soundbite three. Yeah, the difference is Erling, 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 Erling maybe the, the, all his mates, you know, to do it. When we arrived there, that is um, unbelievable. Messi had the ability to for So Messi, basically, he was saying, had the ability to do it on his own. Erling Holland has to do it with his mates, his teammates. Now, I read another really, really interesting thing after this game, and, and Guardiola was saying, and again, this is very much like Johan Cruyff, who would just say things that were just, you know, you, you would just go, huh? Um, it, it would really stun you. He said that basically after this game, we have to get Holland uh, to play the game with more touches. So he, he wants him to be a part of the buildup. Um, he wants his play back to goal. He wants him more involved. He said, I don't want a striker that just touches the ball three times and scores three goals. Um, I know there's a few people out there that would like that kind of striker. I don't think there's any question. Uh, but this is uh, really, really interesting stuff. And like Guardiola always is, he wasn't perfectly happy with everything. But listen, this first half, it was, it was 4-0 at halftime. I mean, this was... Absolute destruction. You could see this from the beginning. Jack Grealish started this game, and, I, and actually I was really wondering if he's going to fit into Manchester City and Pep Guardiola's style. He set the tone early, t- 
taking some people on. I think like a minute 40 into the game, DeLott fouls him. They're going right at him. Um, three minutes later, it's a flurry in front of goal. It's a header, Holland. There's a couple of blocks. Um, United challenge with how do you find that, that sweet spot of how to defend deep against City. They're just getting overrun in midfield. No, no question about it. Just overrun in midfield. And then you go into the eighth minute and Bernardo Silva just cuts this ball back to Foden. And, and man, he's had a full sprint and he just sweeps it in. I, it's, a, it's a sick goal. It's a sick goal. It's just swept in and, and from there you go. Um, and City was going at the lot a lot early. Um, there was another great moment where United was one of the rare times in the first half. They were trying to get pressure on Manchester City. And I mean, it was it was in really tight areas. And City, obviously, you know, I've, I've watched them train. I've watched Guardiola train City. And it's amazing how tight they do everything. And they play out of, out of pressure away from Manchester United. And, you know, then you just hear this round of applause from the stadium. And you just realize, you know, these people are as, as, as ingrained in the aesthetics and the purpose of play and the playing style of Pep Guardiola and Manchester City. That, this is a big part of the pride. I see a little bit of this with Austin FC. The way the team plays. The way Josh Wolf wants the team to play. The aesthetics of it. For me, still one of the most entertaining teams in the league. If, if, if I got no dog in the fight, if I got no dog in the fight, I'm, I want to watch LAFC. I want to watch Austin FC. No question. So Silva and Grealish are tormenting Delat and Anthony. Um, there's a ton of unforced errors from United. They're getting overrun in midfield. Um, you don't even have Stones and Ruben Diaz starting at center back, by the way. Ake and Akanje is. I mean, think about that as four center backs. Then Holland gets his. Um, he gets... His goal, he ends up with a hat-trick. It's 4-0 at halftime. Uh, so Foden in the 8th, Holland in the 34th, Holland in the 37th, Foden in the 43rd. 4-0 at halftime, okay? I mean, in the city of Manchester, think about what that feels like if you're a Manchester United friend. Anthony gets one for United in the 56th, then Holland in the 64th. That's his hat-trick. Foden gets his hat-trick in the 73rd, and then you get a consolation a pair of goals from Martial. In the 84th, and then uh, I think 90th or stoppage time. So this is devastation. Now, let's talk about Erling Holland. He's got three hat tricks at the Etihad at home in a row now. Eight Premier League matches, 14 goals. The current Premier League record for goals in a season is shared by Alan Shearer in his days when he was at Blackburn and Andy Cole when he was at Newcastle United. That's 34 goals. Okay, in recent times, I think Mo Salah had 32, right? Henri had a year where he had 30. Okay, 34 goals for Andy Cole in 93-94, and Alan Shearer in 94-95. Erling Holland is scoring at a clip of 1.75 goals per game. Uh, now this is just crazy talk here, but he's, 
if if you would just look at the number of games now and goals he scored, he's on pace in a 38 match season to score 66 goals. That's not going to happen. 40? That could happen. And in fact, I I think it will happen. I think he's going to get close to 40 goals. He's got a supply line led by Kevin De Bruyne, Jack Grealish, Foden, Bernardo Silva, Cancelo. I mean, it's ridiculous. And with his movement, his power, uh, he can score in any kind of way possible. I mean, that one where he's at the back post and it's almost as like his leg elongates and he has to, he kind of slides, but he's got to get his foot up to judge the way that ball skips off the surface and he spears it in. It's, a, it's an absolute sick goal. Then they try to mark him on a corner. I mean, he just, he's a foot above McTominay. They, they, they can't defend him. So L'Equipe in France gives him a 10 out of 10 rating. Now, now you're saying, oh, okay, so big, you know, what, why is this important or interesting? We know he played well. Well, it's kind of interesting, and I'll tell you why. Because only 14 players in history have ever gotten a 10 out of 10 from that magazine which obviously now online. Um, Messi's gotten it more than once. Here's a, here's a good one. Oleg Solenko. Remember, well, some of you might remember. Some of you might not. All depends on when you were born. 94 World Cup, he had a hat trick against Cameroon. Oleg Solenko for Russia. Robert Lewandowski once got a 10 out of 10. Dortmund against Real Madrid in European play. So pretty interesting, but Erling Holland, uh, it's it's pretty amazing, and and to see just to see him being integrated into this team. Now the other thing is he very much wanted to go there. Yes, his father played played at Manchester City, but he very want, much wanted to go there because, and he said this as a young man when he was twenty or. He said, 21, he said, you know, he wants to play for Guardiola because Guardiola can make him a better player. And it's very different than in the Bundesliga where he's got all this room to run and it's a lot of transition. Now he's playing against some packed defenses. But if you lose your shape against Manchester City, they are so good at identifying that, upping the tempo and taking advantage of you. And that will allow him to run at times. But... There are going to be less and less of those than his days uh, at Dortmund. I don't, I don't think there's any question. So they started with Ederson in goal, Cancelo, Ake, Akanji, Walker. That was their back four. The midfield, Silva, Gundogan. Gundogan is so important to Manchester City. De Bruyne. And then Grealish, Holland, and Foden. Quite the team. Fernandez, McTominay, and Erickson, if you had looked at that midfield, and even if you're saying, okay, Anthony and Sancho are going to help you defensively, you'd be concerned, I think. I think you'd be concerned. Um, just, yeah, it was, it was remarkable. It was a remarkable watch. Uh, by the way, you know, there were a couple shots of, of Cristiano Ronaldo watching Erling Holland destroy United on the bench. That was some sight. Uh, <laughs> that was just 
amazing. And Manchester United fans were leaving before the end of the half. So if it's Manchester City, it's not about creating chances. It's about taking them. And I would say the same for Austin FC against Vancouver. Chances were there, just not taking them now. Are you concerned? 512-447-3776 is the number to call in. 512-447-3776. This is uh, Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas. Brought to you by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. DaspitLawAustin.com. All right. Uh, you are believers now because Arsenal knocked off Spurs 3-1. to one. They are atop of the Premier League. And if there are any Arsenal or Spurs fans out there, I'd love to hear from you about the London Derby. Another great watch on the weekend. You got a goal from Party. Harry Kane tied it up from the penalty spot. And then Gabriel Jesus and Shaka uh, getting the goals for Arsenal. And yeah, this this was a big win for Arsenal. Let's uh Let's listen to a couple of goal calls. Let's uh, go with uh, Thomas Party uh, and the first Arsenal goal. Certain Saka. Problem now for Perisic. White. You know, Ty, let's just run straight through all the goals. So let's go to the next uh, soundbite, the next goal call. Another in the Harry Kane Derby collection. Just one more ice cool penalty from the master. So that makes it 1-1 Harry Kane from the penalty spot. But then Arsenal would get this from Gabriel Jesus, who's just blossoming as, as the leader of of the gunners so for Saka Perisic in reverse for Curse oh Saka beaten out by the race and touched it by Jesus Austin in front again and then Shaka gets his Partey Shaka Partey. And Granit Xhaka! I like the Premier League with a good arsenal. Now, that's going to be fighting for the top four. I like it. All right, let's uh, talk to the man that, uh, very similar to Josh Wolf. everybody wanted, you know, fired. I remember the hashtag Wolf out or whatever it was uh, last year. And I've always said this on this show. You could see he was instilling principles of play and that no way he's going to be fired. At least that was my judgment at the time. Uh, there was a lot of overreaction. There was a lot of overreaction when Arteta got to Arsenal. And I understand the pressures. Uh, the Premier League pressure to replace coaches is pretty off the charts. But Arteta's looking like quite the star uh, right now. Let's, uh, let's uh, start with uh, soundbite number four with uh, Arteta speaking. 
cooperate. Um, we had amazing support. We created a great energy in the stadium, and um, and I think we deserve to win again. A perfect. St- and he talks about the way we are, the playing style. It was, but they don't need but much, you know, in any action, any time they are around the, the box, you have the feeling that they can create out um, anything out of it, and uh, you have to live with that. But um, I really like that we didn't play with that in the back of our minds. We were free, we were courageous, we, we were brave, and, um, and we went for it, and this is what we demand the players to do. Again, this is an, a man on the Johan Cruyff uh, coaching tree, and then he speaks about... Gabriel Jesus, who came over from Manchester City and, and, and really now has more responsibility in a starring role at Arsenal. And, and again, it's just his, his, his winning mentality, the way he trains every day, um, the confidence that he brings to the team is um, taking us to a different level. Party, Jesus, Shaka, the goal scores 3-1. to one. Royal got a red card uh, that was somewhat debatable, but he uh, looked, looked a bad tackle to me. Um, all right, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, uh, we got uh, to get into some Austin FC talk here. Um, I don't know if you saw from Malang, Indonesia, that uh, crazy, crazy, uh, horrific incident where a ton of people died, over 100 people at an Indonesian soccer match. Apparently over there, there's, there is a lot of hooliganism. Um, but man, that just brought back a lot of stadium d- disasters in my head. Um, I remember one at Ellis Park in Johannesburg, South Africa. People were crushed. Um, just horrific. It, it's just hard to believe things like this could happen at a football match. All right, we'll take a break here on Soccer Matters uh, on the Horn in Austin, Texas. Uh, we'll come back. We'll start getting into Austin FC. I'd like to take some calls at 512-447-3776, 512-447-3776. We'll take a break. It's all presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLawAustin.com. Uh, John and his firm, personal injury attorneys, they work for you 24-7 nights and weekends. Nobody wants to get in a car accident or boat or motorcycle, but if you do, you need the best. Get the representation you need, daspitlawaustin.com. Hey, hey, mama said the way you move gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove. Now that's break music. Robert Plant, big Wolves fan. Understanding his, he uh, pops into a lot of pubs in Austin or take in Wolves matches. They had a big Wolves event uh, in Houston this past weekend. All right, that's what you call break music coming back there. Uh, appreciate that from Ty Henderson. That is uh, obviously Black Dog by Led Zeppelin. All right, let's go to phone lines here. Uh, 512-447-3776. 512-447-3776. Let's go to Elliot. Elliot. Hey, Glenn. How are you? I'm good, Elliot. How are you? Good. Um, I've got... Two questions for you, Glenn. Um, one regarding MLS. I haven't been following a whole bunch this year, but I'm a big fan. Um, as we're approaching the playoffs, is there a team that has kind of been under the radar this season that's starting to heat up? I always feel like in MLS, there's kind of a sneaker team that ends up going on a run. And then across the pond, my question for you is, do you think Erling Holland's going to clear 45 goals this year in the Prem? 
Well, um, there's a lot of people that just listen to me say that I think he's going to get in and around 40. So I don't know about 45, but I think he's going to be in and around 40. I, I, you know, this is all barring injury and everything. I just look at the supporting cast he has. I look at the variety of ways that he can score goals, Elliot, um, whether it's in transition, whether it's simply just outpowering people uh, in the air, on the ground, uh, holding people off and turning. He's a pure finisher. So I'm, I'm sticking to a prediction. He's going to break the, the record of 34 that's currently held by Alan Shearer when he was at Blackburn and then Andy Cole when he was at Newcastle. 45, right. I, I, I don't know, but he's on track to have 60-something if we want to get yeah. fun here and talk about eight games and 14 goals for him. So yeah, um, I don't know. Do you think he's going to get 45? Is that why you said that? That's why, yeah, I've kind of come up with that number for the same reason that, you know, whatever, he's on pace for 60, but good Lord, that'd be just unreal. So I think 45 seems, it still just seems so crazy, but I think that is something that we might be seeing and he's going to have a pretty unique record by the end of this year. Yeah. So now on your MLS. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. And listen, it's, it's remarkable to watch him trying to fit into this team it's remarkable that his manager, Pep Guardiola, is talking about he needs to get more touches. He needs to be involved in the buildup more. Um, and, he, you know, he says something, you know, simply, uh, you know, to what many would think is outrageous. He says, well, I don't want a striker that's going to have three touches and three goals. Um, <laughs> and basically what he's saying is that, no, I, I want to develop him further. I want to increase his yeah. possibilities. And I know that's what Erling Holland said. Uh, and was quoted as saying when he went to City was he wanted to pay, play under Guardiola, um, you know, for a variety of reasons. Um, on to your thoughts about MLS. Uh, yeah, you know, honestly, I would look very closely at this weekend to anybody who gets into the playoffs at the last minute, right? So teams mm-hmm. like Cincinnati, Orlando, Miami, Columbus all still have a shot, right, in the East. In the West... Portland, Minnesota, Real, Salt Lake, Vancouver's a real long shot, right? Seattle, believe it or not, for the first time ever, not in the playoffs. But some of those teams that get those emotional last day, decision day, entry, and earn a playoff spot on the final day of the season, they become really dangerous animals because the euphoria, the lift, the confidence comes into a lot of places. Um, LAFC, I'm going to say, you know what? They just had a great grind them out victory um, at Portland. That was big for them. Yeah. The way they did yeah, that, the way nice they goal. got that, right? And they hit one of those rough periods just like Austin FC did. Austin FC, I thought, had very good energy. I thought they created chances. I thought they created the better chances against Vancouver. Um, but the execution and, and the, the end product isn't there right now. So I... I'm really going to watch closely their, you know, their game against Colorado. Well, actually, I'll be working the Dynamo LA game, but I will watch that game to see how they enter the playoffs. You know, there are some teams that just got some, you know, pretty bizarre results. You know, Dallas just took a good, good beat down. Um, so, you know, watch Sunday. Uh, I think you're going to see some teams get a real injection here, and then in the second season, turn into something different. All right. Thank you, Elliot. Yeah. Thank you, Glenn. Thanks for taking the time. 
All right. Appreciate that. I uh, like that from Elliot. Uh, double question there. You get uh, the Erling Holland. So what do you think? Does Erling Holland get 40 goals this year? I don't think anybody's going to argue me, uh, argue with me on that one. Are they? 5-1-2-4-4-7-3-7-7-6. 5-1-2-4-4-7-3-7-7-6. I'm not just saying that because he's got 14 goals in eight Premier League games. I'm saying that because of his history. Um, there's no question this guy is a scorer and a goal-scoring machine, but in, in a variety of ways. Uh, so it's going to be fascinating to watch him uh, at Manchester City. I don't, I don't think there's any, any question that this is the kind of watching and game that you're getting drawn to each and every weekend. Five one two four four seven three seven seven six five one two four four seven three seven seven six is the number to call in. We got Chris Bills coming on from the striker. Uh, he'll be on in the next segment. We'll continue our talk about Austin FC. Uh, let me get you a couple thoughts uh, from me. And before I do that, though, I just want to remind you, we will have a green version, and it may be there now. LamontBrands.com, L-A-M-O-N-T-B-R-A-N-D-S.com, LamontBrands.com. Go to the website. You click on Soccer Matters. T-shirts there, great quality cotton, really light, perfect for Texas weather. There's five different colors now, six different colors. You buy the T-shirt, it's $20, and all the proceeds go to the 501C charity, the Snowdrop Foundation. You can look Snowdrop Foundation up. Uh, it's all the soccer-related things I do for pediatric cancer. We push it back to Snowdrop Foundation, and they provide scholarships for pediatric cancer patients. We're creating awareness through the radio shows, both here in Austin and in Houston. And, you know, I, I, I would want you to listen to the show in Houston, too. Um, they're not mutually exclusive, really. In, in my eyes, they're married. So we talk more, a little more Austin FC here. Maybe in Houston, we talk a little bit more Houston Dynamo. But we're, we're talking all levels of the game. We're, we're talking the international game. So I uh, would, would love for some of you from Austin calling the Houston show and, and vice versa. I know Giovanni's listening in right now. A big thanks to him. He's in, in Houston. He, he does believe Erling Holland is going to hit for 40 goals. Do you? Five one two four four seven three seven seven six five one two four four seven ESPN. All right, so let me get on to Austin FC. Um, so at Vancouver, uh, not scoring goals right now. This is a concern. This is a concern going into the Colorado game. This is a game where um, you want to get your goal scoring shoes or, or boots back. You want to start taking some of these chances. You want to get the confidence back. But as we mentioned, timing, 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 heading into the playoffs. So you got this game here to kind of get the team rebooted. Um, if you're struggling to score goals after Sunday against the Colorado Rapids and this continues, you got to be really concerned going into your first playoff game. I'm not saying anything that you're not thinking about out there. Um, energy, tempo, eh, maybe a few more unforced errors. But if you look at the data, Totally dominated all the data categories, you know, against Vancouver. 68% of the possession, okay, despite the chances, you had no end product, for sure. 13 shots, five on goal. Driussi and Arruti had excellent chances. You had 610 passes to 272 for Vancouver. 
You had 20 crosses, nine chances in and around the box or, or, or in the box. So Ryan Gold, who clearly carried Vancouver in this game, this, this, this guy carried them, was strong for the Vancouver Whitecaps. He got the game's first goal, set the tone. Vite had a few moments, but it really was a one-man show for Vancouver. And then Cavallini came in, started throwing himself around, got a few people upset. There was a, uh, there was a very frustrated Austin FC. That's a concern. A little bit of a concern. On the other hand, I say I like the fight, and you're defending each other. There was a high tempo to start the game. Seventh minute, Gold would get behind the Austin FC back line. That was pushed high. And, and let's face it, this is a team that takes risk. They push high. Three defenders get pulled really wide because Gallagher has gone forward. You got Romagna out by the sideline. He gets sucked in. He doesn't know whether to go or stay. So he gets sucked in. It gets flicked over him. Vite puts in Gold. And Gold goes in. Great finish to beat Brad Stuver. Now, this was a tough night for Johan Romagna with Ruben Gabrielson out. And I will just say this, and I want you to listen to me. The pressure on center backs in the modern game is so different, is so different, and has become so different even in the last four or five years. But it's so different than the days of, you know, when I played, you stayed in the middle where the ball ultimately would come. You were good in the air. You broke plays up. You gave the ball to your skill players as quick, quick as you possibly could, you know, unless you were Franz Beckenbauer. And believe me, I was not Franz Beckenbauer. Not many people were even close to that guy. That was like a ballerina with a ball at his feet. But my point is, you know, lateral cover, you, you know, in those days, you wanted to be rooted in the middle because ultimately, again, that's where the ball went. You didn't want to chase guys too deep into midfield. You know, you weren't maybe jumping in front of as many people to try and win tackles. You were playing it a little bit more honestly and making sure you stay between uh, a very good striker and goal. Uh, so it was different. Now there's a ton of things on the plate of center backs. Um, yeah, you got to provide lateral cover. Uh, you got to do more than destroy. You got to build play out of the back. You got to deal with transition now, numbers down, defending, especially when you're like Austin FC and you're pushing outside backs really high in this Josh Wolf system where you take risk. And by the way, you love it that Austin FC takes risk. That's why you got entertainment value when you go to the stadium. Real entertainment. But Johan Romagna, he's not the type of center back that truly wants to be going out wide. He had a tough night. He had a really tough night, I thought. He had moments where his decisions were nebulous based on some of the other things going on around him. Uh, so. Oh, this is a great song. I, I got to tell you, Ty Henderson's killing it here, going to break. All right, the show is always here. It's brought to you by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLawAustin.com. 512-865-6710, 865-6710. DaspitLawAustin.com. John and his firm, personal injury attorneys, love the sport of soccer. Support them. They will support you. They support your game. And they will be the best when it comes to personal injury attorneys. You're going to want them on your side. DaspitLawAustin.com. We'll come back with Chris Bills of the Striker. 
couldn't believe uh, this band. Simply on this song alone, Steppenwolf is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They also did the song Born to be Wild. All right, Stryker, Texas. Uh, John Daspit, Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLawAustin.com, 512-865-6710. They bring us now, uh, he covers Austin FC. He's been on the show frequently. He is Chris Bills. Chris, thank you very much for joining us. we got about 10 minutes, so I want to hit it hard with you. Um, starting off with, are you concerned about Austin FC heading into this Colorado game? Yeah, what's up, Glenn? Thanks for having me again. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the concern, yes, I, I think I don't think there's any way to, to kind of beat around the bush on that. I think that Austin FC has had a tremendous season. I think no matter how we look at it down the road in years to come, it's going to be viewed as a success. But uh, the last month or month and a half has been – has been a struggle. It's been this team just kind of searching for an identity without uh, anything to prove to anybody at this at this point in juncture in the season. And the hope is, I think, that when the lights come on for the playoffs, you're going to get the best out of Austin FC because they've shown time and time again that in the big moments uh, they've been able to show up. They just haven't had any big moments the last few weeks because they've been locked into this number two seed. And it's been kind of a strange situation to find themselves in year two in this franchise's history, I think. Chris Bills of the Striker joining us. Uh, very good coverage uh, of Austin FC. Very much enjoy it. Um, okay, so I look at the Colorado game. I made the statement a minute ago that, you know, you want to find your goal-scoring boots in that game. You want to regain a little bit of that confidence and that swagger when it comes to executing and, and providing that end product. You got into good areas. You had chances against Vancouver. But I don't think you want to go into that first playoff game uh, not scoring a few goals. No, I agree with that. I think that, you know, if they could get back to, um, you know, some of those matches early in the season, you know, remember how this team started coming out of the gates with 10 goals in the first two matches at Q2 Stadium. I think you get back in, you get what Josh Wolf likes to call a cup of Q2, uh, you know, kind of that energy from the home crowd. And you hope that, you know, the chances that Maxi Ruti and Diego, or Maxi Ruti and, uh, and Sebastian Drusi and Diego Fugundes, I suppose, none of the three have been, have been, uh, in the back of the net the last few weeks and you hope that you know once they you know those start to fall that uh they can kind of hit a hit a roll and, and you know get on get on a roll you know into the playoffs but it seems to be a case where sebastian drusi was outperforming you know all expectations as far as expected goals and now it seems like he's kind of coming back to earth glenn i, I don't know how else to put that you know this guy played at an extremely high level all season he had a few chances fall to his feet against vancouver over the weekend and none of them hit the back of the net and you start to wonder you know if if the kind of the luck uh, i don't want to say luck but uh if some of the the overachieving of earlier in the season has started to wear off yeah he's such a remarkable player to watch and 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 listen he did great things in the Vancouver game as well but he's not taking exactly. his chances um you know i I was very interested in watching josh wolf's uh press conference and you, you know I, I I get it you can't just flip a switch all the time he said you don't you don't flip a switch that's bogus that's not the real world of sports you train and treat everything with real integrity right. because these opponents are difficult situations are always difficult. We've scored 64 goals and won 16 games. And to your point, yeah, no matter what happens from here on out, there's been unbelievable soccer being played by Austin yes. FC this year. Josh Wolf could win the coach of the year uh, for this turnaround. 
But the other reality is, is that in a New York minute, this can be over. And it happened to Colorado and New England last year. And I'm just wondering if you sense frustration, nervousness, uh, something a little bit off here with the team right now. I just think it's, it's what we've been saying all year about this team is that they like to feel like there's some intensity in the air, like there's something to play for. And I get what Josh Wolf is trying to say there. It was, uh, I think, my question he was responding to where, I, you know, I kind of said, you know, we've, we've seen this team all year. And how much confidence do you have that, you know, when the lights come on in the playoffs that they'll be able to turn that switch and, you know, we'll see the best of them again. And, and that was his response. And I get it. I don't think he wants his guys to feel like it's some magical formula that they have when the lights come on, but there's a lot of gamers in this group. There's a lot of competitors. And I do think that there's something to be said for having locked up the position that they had, you know, a few years, a few games ago and not having that feeling that they're, they've got something to prove really since the LAFC match when they came out and, and stomped LAFC 4-1 on national TV. And I think there's a possibility that when they get that moment, again on national TV in the first home playoff game with the energy that's going to be in that building sold out in six minutes, that we do see that Sebastian Drusi that has been an MVP candidate all year long. We do see the Maxi Ruti that feels comfortable and is scoring, you know, goals next to his friends. And we do see, you know, this combative nature that just hasn't been there these last few weeks. I think that's been the biggest thing that's been missing. It's, it's almost not tangible. They're, they're kind of in the same spots they've been all year, but they're just not taking the chances and they don't seem to quite have the intensity and the tackle and all those things that we've seen from them all year. And I don't know, like maybe Josh Wolf wants to think it's bogus, but I still think that's a real possibility, Glenn, that we see the best out of all these guys individually when the stakes are the highest. Oh, no question about it. I mean, look, I think every U.S. national team fan is hoping that the occasion is going to bring the best out of the U.S. after the last two games we saw. So I, I think that's a fair argument. And, and, and look, I understand it in MLS that, you know, there, there, there is a large part of the season, especially when you're playing as well as Austin FC, where, you know, the level of consequence goes down. But, you know, look, we're two games away from it. Um, you know, this isn't the time to be fooling with the formula. Uh, right. And you do have to kind of reclaim it. And, and if it simply is Q2 Stadium and the fans that bring them back or the occasion, as you say, that's fine. And, you know, we're all going to eat crow here. But I, I think you do have to be a little bit concerned. I think LAFC was concerned until they grinded out a win at Portland, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, I think there were real questions around them. I, I think somebody's going to win on Sunday, get into the playoffs on the very last day of the season, maybe on the last kick of the ball, and they're going to become a dangerous animal in the playoffs. And that could be a team that Austin FC plays. We see it every year, Glenn. I mean, that's the yeah. beauty and the curse of this MLS uh, single elimination formula, uh, you know, uh, format is just, the unpredictable nature of it. It's what we all love about it, but I think Austin fans, it's going to be a nervy occasion until that first ball hits the back of the net. Um, but you just got to be hope, hope that you're the team that rides that momentum. And it's, you know, it's, I think Felipe Martins posted on Instagram, we've got five games left. And if you count them, that's, that's MLS Cup. That's what the goal of this team has been 
all year, and I think that they're they're itching and they're ready to get going. It's just when those lights come on, what happens? Uh, and that's what we're all waiting to find out. It feels like everything's been building, and uh, it's just kind of a we're in almost waiting, waiting, wait and see mode with this team right now. Emiliano Rigoni, your thoughts on him, real quick. Yeah, I think that he's he's still finding his his way in this league, and I don't think that's a surprise. He's only been here for a month. I think Ethan Finley, his production on that right wing has been, uh, you know, definitely better and the best of anybody in that position. And I expect that he'll hold down that right wing into the playoffs. And I think Emilio Argoni, a DP level player coming off the bench, that feels like a good thing to have in your pocket if you're Josh Wolf. I just think that Ethan Finley's their best chance um, from the start to, to be the best finished product that we've seen this year from Austin FC. So you know, I'll probably have something else on the site on the striker to this week to that effect. Kind of, you know, a little bit of an ode to, to Ethan Finley because I think he's had a really, really good, solid season, and I don't think it's necessarily, you know, anything negative toward Emiliano Ragoni that you know he's not quite up to a starting standard yet. Uh, he's only been here for a month. Yeah, maybe getting used to the league. And Finley was an astute buy, very, very good. Okay, uh, Chris, as always, thank you for your comments. We'll get you on again here with the playoffs coming up soon. Thank you so much. Follow Chris. Uh, Chris, tell us where you follow, uh, where we follow you at Twitter and at Striker. Yeah, definitely follow me on Twitter at Chris Bills, just one L and Bills. Uh, but it's only nine letters, I think, so you should be able to figure that out. And then uh, the striker.com, you know, check us out. We've got coverage of all the Texas teams, of course, but then we've extended out. We get coverage of LA Galaxy and LFC. Both those clubs will be in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, I know Jay Sam Jones will have lots of good stuff, but whether or not Atlanta United is there. Uh, but we've got, you know, Phil West, the whole gang, uh, ready to provide playoff coverage of both MLS and uh, NWSL, which I know you'll be following closely, Glenn, with uh, Houston Dash. 100%. Chris, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks so much, Glenn. Always a pleasure. All right, that's Chris Bills, striker. Great stuff there. Hard to believe. No Seattle in the playoffs. Okay, that's going to do it tonight. Ty Henderson, we thank him uh, for everything. We remind you. Get your Soccer Matters t-shirt at lamontbrands.com. i got to send one up to Ty or get one up to Ty or just come up and do a show or a couple shows from up there. lamontbrands.com. Click on Soccer Matters. Get your Soccer Matters t-shirts. All the proceeds go to the 501C Charity uh, Snowdrop Foundation. For John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm, our presenting sponsors, Daspit Law Austin.com. You give them a call at 512-865-6710. DaspitLawAustin.com. Personal injury attorneys, they'll take and handle your case 24-7. Car, boat, motorcycle, nobody wants to get in an accident. You do need representation. DaspitLawAustin.com. They will work for you 24-7. Podcast of this show at HornFM.com. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Davis Sock, at Soccer Matters GD. For Ty Henderson, I'm Glenn Davis. Till next Monday night, remember, Soccer Matters.